You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. You can find this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, YouTube, Voice Assistance, just say listen to After The Show Movie Podcast, and you can also find us on ascully.com where we post written reviews. With that out of the way, here are your hosts, Ascully and Sid Talk. Hello world. Hello Sid Talk. World. Oh, you're right. Could be the whole world. The whole world. The world wide web. <laughs> or just the world. Wubble you, wubble you, wubble you. The uh, <laughs> W, W, W. <laughs> As my late father would have said, up there on that WWW. <laughs> was that the before the after the show discussion? It was not. No. Um, what were we talking about? Various items, various things. This movie, the weather. That's all old people like to discuss. Is it going to rain? I don't think Your bad sleeping. Yeah. The weather and my sleeping were related. It was thundering and making a noise and raining, and I kept waking up. So, if I'd nod off during this podcast, (laughs) (laughs) you can uh, just wake me up. It'll just go on forever, because I have no idea how to go over there and stop it, except to, like, turn off your computer. I do not know your configuration. So, it could be a very Did you do a test, by the way? Yeah, I already did a test. Okay. Remember that. No, I And don't. I also did the silence. But you probably forgot by now. Mm-hmm. Of silence. Yes. <laughs> Those are just technical things. We have we have a little test. I should always include the test in the podcast. <laughs> it's riveting. <laughs> it is. It is riveting. It involves me saying test, usually. Mm-hmm. Then you saying, don't say test. It's boring. You sometimes say that. Test, 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 test. <laughs> <laughs> And then me. If anyone listens to us enough, they're going to know. I'm snotty and you're perfect. That is correct. (laughs) I'm glad you figured that out. (laughs) Uh, Perception is nine-tenths of the law. Is that right? (laughs) I don't think so. Is it? Is it? Perfection is... (laughs) Not possible. (laughs) (laughs) An impossibility. I am perfectly snotty. How's that? 60% 60% of the time, it works every time. That's <laughs> Movie my reference. That's my Movie favorite. Reference. All right, so um, it is Saturday, August the 17th. Uh, happy back to school, everybody. Everybody's gone back to school. Seems as though, jeez. Happy. Next thing you know, it'll be Christmas, and then it'll be time for school to be out, and then it'll be Christmas again. <laughs> what voice is that? Is that that's the Wicked Witch of the West? I listen to a lot of old radio shows, and that's my old lady voice, you see. I thought it was the Wicked Witch of the West. No. No, no, no. She's much more classy than that. All right, so it is after the show 595, where a movie review podcast every week at this time, we review a movie. And this week, we are reviewing the movie... The Curse of La Llorona. How do you say it properly? La Llorona. La Llorona. LL is a Y sound. Llorona. Oh, it is a Y sound. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm learning. No, you're, you've been told this for 20 fucking years because your wife tries to tell you when you say tortilla, it is not correct. It's tortilla. I don't say so. I don't say You tortilla. do say tortilla. I say tortilla. You have not said tortilla Tort- in the whole of the 20 tortilla. years. I say tortilla. <laughs> you didn't used to. So I'm just telling you again. So an L and an L is a Y, so Yorona. Well, mm, yeah, with a bit of an accent, yeah. La Yorona. Well, I haven't got that accent. I can't fake an, <laughs> a, a Spanish it's accent. It's not faking. It's just learning it. The, cur- the curse of La Llorona. Yorona. Okay, La you, you'll have to be the person who says it. Is La Yorona. Now, anyone who speaks Spanish, and that's incorrect. Yeah. I mean... I can't fix it now. We can't go back in time and change this podcast, but there you go. I am trying. He is not. All right. So it's a 2019 movie. Releases on Blu-ray on the 13th of August. So you can pick this up now. It's Blu-ray, DVD, digital copy combo pack. It's rated R for terror. I think it said, didn't it? Yeah, just blank terror. I said, define terror. (laughs) I mean, if you're 13 or 10 or 40, terror is very different. And it's from our friends at Warner Brothers who sent us a copy for review. So, Sid Talk, give us a synopsis 
of this movie, The Curse of La Llorona. Oh, nice. Did I do it? Very good. I mean, I don't know, and, but uh, that sounds better than... You'll give me your synopsis, and then I will give you the one off the box to see if yours is any good. The legend of a woman who has done wrong, killed her children, and now as an evil spirit roams the world to take other children. What? Why is it done in a monotone voice? Because that's it. I mean, <laughs> I don't think we should tell the synopsis. Just listen to us talk about it. All right, let me give you the synopsis off the, the box. Read the box. Because... I think uh, they wrote they wrote a bit of a novel on the back here. So <clears throat> here I go. <laughs> here I go. Masterpiece theater. Okay. A terrifying, timeless legend comes to life in the curse of La Llorona. Oh, <gasps> you're getting so good. She is the weeping woman. This actually tells you more about her than the movie does. Hold on. She is the weeping woman, and those who hear her death call in the night are doomed. She creeps in the shadows and preys on the children, desperate to replace her own. In 1970s Los Angeles, ignoring the eerie warning of a troubled mother suspecting, suspected of child endangerment, a social worker and her own young kids are soon drawn into a frightening supernatural realm. Their only hope of surviving, La Llorona's death, deadly wrath, may be a disillusioned priest and the mysticism he practices to keep evil at bay. On the fringes where fear and faith collide. Good grief. <laughs> it really is a mouthful. Yeah. That's everything. Why do you tell everything? So spoilers, that's what it says on the back of the box. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My uh, synopsis is so much better. All right. So as always with our reviews, there will be some spoilers. Um, just... Sometimes we spoil everything, sometimes we don't. Depends on the movie. So anyway, go back, go and watch it, or if you've already seen it, hello! So uh, give us your um, opinion of this movie. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not, you know, delusional about, like, when I actually enjoy a thing, it doesn't make it quality or anything, so I'm fully aware that this movie is... It's got some really bad acting, and I mean really bad. And also, you know, we didn't get a lot of explanation. We got the whole story of this woman. So the legend is, you know, to tell children, you better be good or La Llorona will come and take you away. And what she did was she found out her husband, it was like, what did he say at the time of Cortez or whatever? So yes. a few hundred years ago, this woman had... um Met a rich man in a town. She married him. They had two children. She found out he was sleeping with someone else or he left her for someone else. There seemed to be variations. And in order to get revenge on him, she murdered their two young boys and immediately felt guilt and remorse, drowned herself. And the only witnesses to this whole thing were these, what was it? Fire trees or whatever. Yep. And in that moment, she became like this... Um, tormented spirit where she has to roam the earth or whatever to find children to replace her own. Right. And so she goes around killing children. Now they don't say that, but that's implied. And then we have some dead children in the film, but there's no, you and I have complained in the past about tropes, you know, like the montage of somebody, um, putting wood over the windows of a house to keep out somebody or whatever. We all know the tropes Horror of things. Horror movie things. If you do it correctly and weave it into the story and into the visuals and the style, it's great. It's fine. It it helps us understand the story. We know what you're doing. We get it. And it's it, it makes sense. This, this one was missing one of those, which is a bit of a find. Someone's office or someone's basement where there are news clippings and old textbooks with like really old drawings and accounts of like missing children for the past 600 years all over the world or wherever. Latin America seems to be the central Latin America. It's a, a Latin. It's a Mexican folklore. Right. Yeah. So, you know, if we had had that information and then made you feel like my yeah this this woman has been on the hunt for 600 years 500 years whatever it is to and murdering children everywhere and then add a little something to that like the catholic church is protecting her for some reason something you know because we got the catholic church thrown in there because we got a priest and everything and crisscrossing with 
the rest of the Conjuring universe, but... Oh, did we mention this is part of the Conjuring universe? Oh, yeah, part of that. Same people, same kind of world. It's actually in the, it's in the same reality as that. Yeah, and it gets getting a little bit much but, for but me. Let but me, let me say, the ridiculously thin thread that, <laughs> that separates this from being just a horror movie to being part of the Conjuring universe, the thread is James Wan is a producer... And also on the set with helping the director. And this ridiculously thin thread. Do you remember the priest from Annabelle? No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, that priest from Annabelle turns up in the movie. He's, he says something to the main character. Oh, he's like, um, yeah, um, in the past I had some an altercation with a doll. And then it shows you two still frames from Annabelle with the doll's face. <laughs> yeah. And that is the entire connection. That is it. That's it's it. Really, it's, no, really it's nothing lame. to do with the Warrens. It's nothing to do with the Conjuring universe. Yeah. Actually. It's just a thin, well, we could make this part of that and it'll probably sell more. That's how I feel it is. Well, yeah, sadly. Because you know, it could have, if it wasn't anything to do with it, it would be the same movie, right? <laughs> They'd just be missing like yeah. 30 seconds of of that. It was like 30 seconds, literally. So if you come into it going, oh, I can't wait to see what happens next in the Conjuring universe, you're not getting, you don't get that. It's just part of the acknowledgement inside of the Conjuring universe that there are supernatural things, which I always think is hilarious when someone's talking about when a priest or someone says, well, once I believed in, finally, you know, something made me finally believe in the supernatural or power of supernatural. And I'm like, you're a Catholic priest. Didn't you already believe in supernatural? <laughs> no offense to anyone. I'm not religious in any way. I don't believe in any gods or anything. That's why I think I love ghosty things and horror. I love horror. I love zombies. I love all kinds of weird shit. Anything that's spirits or whatever. I just like it to have a good story. Creepy. That is creepy and can like really make me be like, oh, if that's if that were real, that would suck so bad and be so scary. Um, this didn't do that. Right. And I enjoyed the Conjuring movies. And this has the same kind of vibe as those. It just doesn't do it as well. Like, I think the budget's lower, possibly. And I think they, it was not good. The quality of acting is lo way lower, actually. That guy. Everybody part, else was all right. Part of the Conjuring movies is they're actually got some good actors in it. Mm -hmm. And it actually is believably... I mean, it's silly. Like, it gets silly. Things start flying around and, you know, it gets crazy like a horror movie. But the actual family, I believe all that stuff in this one, it's set in the 70s again, so it's a period thing, um, which they did in the Conjuring 2. Um I kind of I like that period, but in this it didn't seem to serve anything. It could have been any time, like it could have been now, right? Apart yeah, from, it was just adding the look of things. Yeah, to yeah, make I, it yeah. more gloomy and brown. <laughs> <laughs> um, I happen to love the 70s, brown and orange. I don't know what's wrong with everyone. I love it. I love the muted greens. I love the brown, the gold. I like the, the vibe mustard. Of it. I love it all. In I movies. Mean, I was a child in the 70s, so that could be why. But I love it. I don't know why people dog it so much. But, you know, this movie operates on, like, its character, the baddie. She is not particularly scary. She operates on the, oh, most of the movie's really dark, and there she is. There's a shadow of her moving about. Yeah. Sometimes you see it. So, yeah, you do see her in bright light sometimes. But it's that, you know, it's we don't... We're not lighting this movie a lot. It's, there's a lot of dark scenes and there's a lot of like, ee, and she scurries past. I and I'm just putting it out there. I didn't think she looked good at all. She looked like if I got out my face paints and made myself look just like that, I could. Yeah, she wasn't particular. I, I, I have to say there wasn't a scary moment for me in the whole movie, right? There wasn't a gory moment because they don't go for the gore. No. There's no gore, right? There's no... The horror is kind of like, you know... The Exorcist TV show. It kind of exists like that. Does. Yeah, I mean, but that's two dead children under some white tarps. That's pretty terrifying. Yeah, but there's nothing that was, to me, scary. And, you know, if you've seen these Conjuring movies by now, you know that, like, towards the end, it's going to be a showdown, which it always is in all of them. 
And it, this one gets a bit... This one's really anticlimactic, actually. You know how they deal with her at the end? Um, yeah. I, won't, I won't spoil it fully, but it's pretty anticlimactic. It's like, oh, is that the end of it? Like... like are we a, a joke from the movie. Ta-da! Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that joke is actually kind yeah, of... Yeah, it's exactly right. And ta-da! It's ta-da. like... that's it we're done (laughs) Um, however all this sounds super negative but I had a good time and I wanted to see what was going on I mean what was with the story I did care about this lady and her kids they did just enough to keep me interested and until we met the Cobanero I forget what he's called the Raphael guy he used to be a priest, and now he's like a spirit guy um, in the Mexican community, a Latin American community. Yeah. Where he, you know, he has he these weird... Yeah, he has his, like, um, back room full of all of his, you know... I mean, you could call it, like, voodoo or whatever different thing in different cultures it is, but he's that guy. Yeah, you know... A yeah. shaman. Yeah. Yeah, they call him a shaman. He was so bad. And until he came around... To start doing his bit, which everyone has their bit, right? The priest is going to tell you he's going to be Mr. Exposition. And then this guy is going to be like the, the you exorcist. Know, this house is clean yeah. from the poltergeist. You know, that lady. Every every movie has them. Um, But he was not. He was so. It was unfortunate. Now, he's the guy who me. plays um, Tuco Salamanca in Breaking Bad, which is uh, excellent in Breaking yeah, Bad. Yeah, very good. It. Yeah. It's that guy, that actor, Raymond Cruz. Now, problem I had with him. Uh, when he's first introduced and he's doing the cleansing ceremony and the priest says, oh, yeah, that guy over there, we, you know, and you're seeing him doing it and it's real serious looking. I was like, wow, I'm interested in like other cultures, like things that people do. It's like, yeah, it's not like a, a gimmick. It's like a thing that people believe that they do. And he's doing this cleansing ceremony. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. And then he comes to deal with the family's problem and he's like a joke. Like he's got one liners and he's like, yeah, he's a bit silly. Like it's, it's silly, isn't it? He's, I felt like it was. I'm like, why are you, why are you like this? And I said to you, uh, I've seen this guy before somewhere and it was before I realized it was breaking bad. And I said to you, I think he's from dust till dawn, like the TV series. And you know, because that had like kind of a goofy kind of element to it, like silly, like sometimes with sex machine. Very and all theatrical, that. often. Yeah. Dramatic, yeah. That's why I thought he was in that. I was like, oh, he's just going for that vibe. Like he's like this kind of silly, um, you know, and he's going to get rid of it for them. But then you hear the guy, the actor, talking about the role and he's taking it super seriously. Yeah. And I'm just like, that didn't mix together. Unfortunately, I like the idea of the character because, again, it's a trope. Horror movies have. A thing, you yeah, know? we've seen it before. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's that thing. You've got the problem and you've got somebody hidden away who knows about the problem. And then you've got the the warrior person, in this case would be the mom, who has to like face down, or the children even, face down the trouble, whatever it is. I mean, you know, it's a formula. And if it was the deadites, Ash would turn up. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yes. And he's the guy who knows all the stuff. And, you know, so it's like a delicate balance of formula versus... How to make it interesting still. And this movie, actually, there are times when I'm really into it. I really like the look of it. I don't like the manic vibe of the directing or the editing so much. But I something about her and her family that in the house itself, for some reason, they got me hooked. Yeah, the house was good. And, and the story of the lady. The, the story of the spirit. The folklore story is actually interesting. Yes. Yeah. It's just... It's just like quite comically played off at the end i think sadly as soon as he turns up and he's like i'm gonna sort this out and then he's doing the things like you know sprinkling the things on the doorstep and uh, oh he's even they make a joke like when we first see him in the house he's rubbing eggs on the wall like rubbing like egg like a full egg he's just rubbing it up and down the wall which might be a thing I mean, and I she know. says what are you going to do? Just rub eggs up and down the wall? Like it's a, like she, even she's like, "What is this bullshit?" Right, but that's but you can explain it and say in our in this culture and in this thing, this is what happens, and the egg can absorb the evil. And, and blah, I'm blah, fully blah. aware it's probably the re- a real thing, but they kind of handle it in like a joke. Like even though they're not trying to respect anything, they're just being- yes, that's what it felt like. You were yeah. not going to then make it make him go like then when that little bit is over the payoff for that 
does make it seem more like a joke. You're not even like, oh, that's really creepy. It was more like, oh, ha, ha, exploding eggs with black goo in them. Like, and for it's like a roller coaster, this movie. You know, like, oh, I'm really into it. It looks cool. The daughter's good. The son's really good. The lady who plays the other mother. I like the element of the uh, our main character, uh, Anna. She's a child. Um, welfare, welfare officer. Welfare officer, yeah. And Works for social services. Because of this thing, and her her children are being got by La, La Llorona, the gainer, and she they've got marks on them, and even she kind of is getting accused of, oh, yeah. you're probably abusing. I, I like mean, that, that was, I saw that coming from a mile away, but then too. that came to nothing, so that it, was a it, bit of a... That's what I mean. It became, it was like, oh, they're here to accuse you, and then nothing, right? Like, like it, nothing ever comes Yeah, the rhythm you would create would be because in the beginning she takes away the first two children they sadly spoiler get taken by oh yeah that's ballsy dead children but then to keep that rhythm up you would have that happen again or something but again we need more history of children being taken and mothers if you'd focused on like say if mothers had a some sort of society or some sort of like i know this sounds really trite but like if you made it more about the mothers are the only thing that can combat this spirit because she is a weeping mother weeping you know she's murdered her children and then make it about that and the history of the mothers who have tried to protect their children or children's of other villages or whatever just throw that in there you could even do it in one scene yeah i would feel like i grasp the I feel like this woman did her thing 500 years ago, and now she's here now, and now that's it. There's been nothing in between. (laughs) Like, she didn't really ever kill any other children. And how she is physically, you know, like, she's on the front, if you look at the front cover of the movie, she's creepy looking to a point, but it's similar to the nun in The Conjuring 2. True. It's just a character that, like, has a spooky silhouette and just comes towards you. I mean, it... It, it doesn't really amount to much. It's just like, oh, there's a scary image. And it's very similar to that nun. It just... Yeah, they don't hype it up much, which is okay. But then she's not that scary. Except for she appears out of nowhere, which is always kind of scary. Now, being super negative, like... Oh, we've been... Fa- I think I've been fairly negative. No, nah, no, you're being honest. But I, I feel... Like, I like this universe, and I like the creepy things that go on in it. I don't believe in anything. And sometimes I found, like, a couple of the mainline ones, and and actually the last Annabelle one, to be kind of creepy. Like, actually really creepily done. And it's a lot down to, like, sounds, and, like, there's a lot of jump scare stuff in these movies, even in this one a bit. There's a lot of long, drawn-out walks down the hall, which don't have any payoff at all. Whether or, something comes or it doesn't. Yeah, and it's a little too much. Um, at times, I was actually like, <whistles> in my mind, which is yeah. never good. Yeah, like, is something coming this time or is it not? Because there's only two outcomes. Yeah. <laughs> and this has happened ten times already. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, everyone's moving so I mean, slowly. The scares, which there was zero for me at all, even the jump scares didn't do any, didn't get me at all, and mostly surrounded around like you're going to jump because there's going to be a loud noise in a minute. That's it. Like I don't find her particularly scary. She, like you said, she looks like somebody in Halloween makeup. It's not she particularly. She does. Unfortunately, really, really does. I thought the like the contact lenses, which they were bigging up, saying it. Oh, just it looks amazing. I was like, no, it looks like contact lenses. It really did. It was so sad. And you know what the problem was? I think they like they didn't keep her in shadow enough. Like sometimes she was like fully lit, and when she was fully lit, that was when she looked kind of crap. Mm-hmm. So the the scene in the bathroom where she's pushing the kid under in the tub, and it's very light in that bathroom, and you can see her fully. That the scares have gone because that's Halloween makeup. Yeah. If she's creeping around in the attic and you can only just see her, that's kind of creepy. So that's a problem. Maybe you shouldn't show her at all, Adley, like the, like they did with the nun, just kept that, her in the shadows. That thing where you got like the weird movements, she just moves like a normal person, which also makes it like you identify that she's just a woman, like a spirit of a, a woman. Ghost. But there's nothing like when we watched the preview for It 2. Mm. That, like, disjointed thing which that is 
it's that thing that as a human, you're just like, oh, fuck, that's creepy. Yeah, The Conjuring 2 did it, remember, with that guy. He yeah, comes down and the hall. true, you, if you yeah. do it too much, but just a little bit of something that's not human would make it more like, ah, I really don't want her coming toward me. Yeah. Uh, and like I say, it it wraps up at the end, and it's so predictable. I think I think that's probably the the problem overall. I would say it's like a, a paint by numbers horror movie. Like everything that your horror movie has is in it. <laughs> yeah. Like the fact well, that, like except a thing for the happens, history of the thing. The, the thing good. happens. Like a history thing happens at the beginning. There's there's your setup for your villain. Here's your family. You know, you, you're in the you get then you get in that comfortable. Oh yeah, we're going to be introduced to them. Now things start happening. Here's the the bit where the shit is the fan, and here's the climax, the end. And that is what happens. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> That's what happens. There's no surprises. There's no clever reason for anything. Like Yeah. You know, there's no like, oh, that's the thing. And even they were saying, oh, we were trying to make this like a secret, a secret conjuring universe film. And while you're watching it, you're not aware of that. And then all of a sudden you see that priest and you're like, oh, this is that. Well, it doesn't do that either. Mm-mm. That doesn't work. <laughs> and if the mother's reflection in the water is supposed to, I'm just speculating, supposed to make you think, oh, now she's going to be it. Yeah. But there was no indication of that no. whatsoever. Again, another like formulaic thing is that now we've we've put this thing in this another mother. You know, she might kill her own children or whatever. But, also, um, Let's mention my favorite thing of this entire movie. The best thing. Okay. The priest. I mean, not the priest. The shaman. Shaman guy gets shot in the shoulder. Right? <laughs> it is amazing. It's amazing. I don't even... Not know. the shot in the, shot in the shoulder. The shot in the shoulder is fine. <laughs> but then at the end, he comes out of the house. You know, it's, that, it's the scene you've seen in every horror movie where we've defeated the thing. And here he is, and he's saying goodbye to them. You've seen it before. Yep. And he comes out, and the bandage... And I'm not talking like he's got a sling on because he was shot in the shoulder and he's been dealt with. I'm talking about that that gauze that you put on the wound, it's on the outside of his shirt, not on the wound. Taped on the outside of his shirt. Taped on the outside (laughs) of the shirt. So all I can think is, like, they cut cut a circle in his shirt and then put it over his shirt, but then taped it to his shirt. It didn't make any sense. And, the and I said, at the end, you said that, and I said, that, that is the one thing you're going to complain about this movie. <laughs> Just have a look at the end sequence there where they... It's hilarious. Where, yeah, but the thing I was is like, does the actor not want to not have a shirt on? Like, does he feel like I'm a bit out of shape, so can I just keep the shirt on? Oh, also, her disgusting, cruddy feet that didn't turn out to be the horrible ghost. Right. Ugh. Yes, yes, true. Ugh. Yeah, because I said to you, oh, look at those disgusting feet. Were, and you said, oh, she's a horrible ghost. Like, she's a, a dead, demon. wandering demon spirit. And but then no, it was it's like... just real feet. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, see, you'll notice that. But the, the, the bandage over the shirt is just, it makes the movie for me that. It's fantastic. It's like, the sh- I don't understand the logic in it. I, I hope there's a commentary on this movie. There'll be a commentary, but they won't even mention that. They'll be not interested. No, there's no commentary. I will never know. <laughs> why. Um, my, my nearest guess is he didn't want to take his shirt off. That's all I can think of. <laughs> He's like, you're not seeing me with no shirt on. That's his accent, by the way. Probably not. No, not even close. Um, so good things for me were production values are pretty good, I think. I think the house is really good, and they always do a good house in these movies. Mm-hmm. It's usually like the focal thing. I was like, oh, that's a really cool 70s house. And what else is like a like the, a positive to it? I mean, I can't really pinpoint. I like her. The music's really forgettable. It doesn't have a good theme or anything. True. That could, that's undercut. You know, they have, they have good theme music in the other movies. This one really doesn't. I, I can't even remember it. And I'm one to latch onto music. Yeah, so, it didn't have much of a constant vibe. That is for sure. So, um, <clears throat> what's the positive? I don't oh. know. I mean, her. I like the mother. Um, I like the kids. I like the house. Yeah. I like the story of La Llorona a lot. I just don't... It's just a lot of other, like, medium to... Yeah. Meh. Stuff. I mean, I mean it... it like I said, it's run-of-the-mill. It's very run-of-the-mill. And it's also very... 
It's very formulaic. You kind of know, you always know what's happening. There's no, there's actually no surprises at all. Nothing. Which is fine also because that's what stories are. Otherwise right. it would just be, you know, I mean, chaos. I don't need a twist, but there's just nothing to surprise any, there's nothing. Like, the 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 guy who they bring in, the shaman guy, it's just kind of crap. He does a few things and then he's pretty much done with. Like, they kind of solve the problem themselves eventually. Well, no, because he brought the holy water thing. I mean, yeah. Put the salt in the pool. I don't even know what he was doing. <laughs> I don't even, I, yeah. It was I like, mean, dry, it was like put, dehydrated holy water, and then he put yeah. some powder in the pool and said, now the pool is full of holy water. <laughs> I was like, An- another is thing, that really? I'm not Catholic. I don't think that's how it works. There was one scene where um, she comes to the door, and he, he opens this tiny little vial and throws it in her face, and it kind of burns her. Yeah. And I was like, why the fuck has he brought a tiny little vial? He could have brought a camelback full of that shit. Well, he only, remember, he picked it up in the beginning. All he had was like a tweezer full. Yeah, but I mean, we don't holy know that, water. He if he's a scientist. holy water. He's a shaman. It's not holy water. It's her own tears. Then he had to turn it against her. That's so he true. only had a few. But he But then also, he turns the whole, then he turns the yeah, whole thing into. True. Yeah, it's like it's like it's not really following its own rules. Also, like. she healed herself right up, so I don't know if he wasn't expecting that or what. But yeah, so yeah, it it was almost like he has always believed all these things are true, but once it started happening, he was in over his head. Yeah, he didn't really think it was gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I mean, that he, would have been a funnier take on it, like a guy who's the shaman and he makes everyone feel good and he knows cool. all the legends, but he doesn't actually has never encountered anything and kind of doesn't believe it, but he's sort of a, uh, not a fraud, but I mean, you know, he just kind of goes along and then this happens and he's like, oh shit, I, yeah. di- I, 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 I don't even know for sure if anything I've ever read is right. That could have been at least something interesting. Yeah. So, you know. I'm rewriting the story for them, which I always hate, but then, you know, if your mind wanders that much, something's not right. Yeah, something isn't right, for sure. But, like like I said, it's not, like, totally, like, oh my god, why am I watching this? No, because no, not at all. Which is weird, because there's definitely some enjoyment going on. Yep. But, and you're not, and we're not, we weren't just sat there picking it apart, either. Oh, no. So, there's something, but it's just the quality's not quite there like with what they usually do even the even the worst annabelle film which i think is the first one for me i think they got actually progressively got better um even that is not even this is worse than that and i didn't i wasn't fond of that first annabelle film so how many annabelle films are there now we've got another one coming haven't we like um we just saw the trailer for it is there four altogether it's a pretty big spin-off right i don't remember i think we've seen like, no, maybe there's three altogether, and we've, we're about to see the third one. Anyway, let's go on to the cast here. Linda Cardellini plays Anna. I, she's been in loads and loads of things, but the only thing I really remember her for is uh, Velma from the Scooby-Doo movie. <laughs> That's what sticks in my mind. It's kind of weird. I like her. I think she's quite good in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I liked her. Um, you have a... Uh, family member called Kim and I kept thinking of Kim when I kept looking at her. Interesting. It's to do with like uh, the way I don't know like maybe Kim has a 70s kind of vibe to her I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or, maybe, or maybe I've seen enough 70s pictures of 70s slash 80s pictures of Kim. Very possible. With she had the bangs and, and the kind yeah. of flippy hair yeah. 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 But um, I thought she was good actually she was one of the better parts of the movie. Absolutely. Um, she's you know 70s mom. And she's really a widow. Huh? Sing- she's a widow. Yep, she is. And that's quite a touching scene where we fill in mm-hmm. the backstory of her husband a little bit. And she loves her children. And then this shit starts to happen. And she kind of handles it. Interestingly, she's got two kids played by Janie Lynn Kitchen, who plays Anna and Roman Chris Stewart, who plays Chris. I think both kids were good. I think the girl sometimes... Where she had to stand there and obviously look around like something's coming, something's coming, but it's actually not coming. It's going to be CG. She looked a bit like she didn't really get it properly. Yeah. You know what I mean? The part, I'm talking specifically about the part where she's outside with her umbrella and the pool is there. Yeah. She's got that like kid looking around thing that doesn't look quite right. 
But uh, as far as the acting and them doing the lines and stuff, I think they were both good. Uh, Janie Lynn Kitchen plays Sam. Who's Sam? Why, um, why am the I son. Oh, okay. No, Sam is the girl. Sam is the girl. Roman Christou is Chris, who's the boy. Boy, and Anna is Anna's the mother. Oh, I've I've wrote it down weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know who that person is. Oh, okay. I wrote this. I wrote person down twice, but with different names. Raymond Cruz plays Raphael. He's the shaman guy. He's not very good in this movie, I've got to say. Unfortunately, no. When I tried really hard, I was like, oh, well, just gotta. I I was like, oh. At first, when he started to be funny a little bit, I was like, okay, he's like, like going to be like a bit light um, comic Or he's really. like, you know, again, another like sort of like movie thing. Always oh, in recovering prob- person who's had a drinking problem or a drug problem or he's been in legal trouble. So he's nothing. doing this to kind of like, you know, get out of trouble or something. But yeah, there's nothing. No, he's just, leg- he's legit. This shaman guy, he comes. He has some funny one-liners. Like, all of a sudden, I was like, oh, are we going to be, like, Evil Dead here? Is he going to be kind of silly? But then he's not. And then he's, like, serious. And then he's got, like, a he, he tells a joke. It's a bit all over the place, his character. And I know, I can tell he was taking it seriously from the extras. Yeah. But it didn't quite work. Patricia Velasquez. 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 I've spelled it wrong, probably. Praise Patricia Alvarez. And you said you knew her from... She was the mummy's woman in The Mummy and The Mummy Returns. Yeah. And I didn't realize that while we were watching it, but then I was like, oh yeah. She was his... Woman. The original woman that he was dinging around with and they killed the guy and then... Oh, okay. Yeah. She's the one that he wanted to bring back to life by taking the... She had really minging feet. (laughs) Well... She didn't. <laughs> in this movie. I don't think movie. that was her fit. <laughs> uh, she was okay, but... You... She was very distressed, but then you would be. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, finally... Um... But see, another thing they could have done was somehow this creepy woman spirit can only get in your life if something or other, and there was none of that. There was no reason for her to have picked this woman and her children originally. No. But she did. She was fine. She was very distressed. And finally, Marisol... Ramirez plays La Llorona. See, I got it. Yeah. Llorona. I agree. Um, and she... I quite liked her playing it. Playing it. She was pretty intense. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how much that impacted it. She took a lot of makeup. Yeah. We see, we see her in the extras getting the makeup button. There's a lot of makeup involved, but like I say, I mean, it, it isn't just Halloween makeup. It's not like two second, like, beep, beep, paint, paint. It's, there's a lot going on, like, they make her look wet with latex and stuff. Yeah, which is unnecessary because she doesn't look wet at all in any scene whatsoever. And when he was saying that, I'm like, no, honey, that didn't work. Yeah, were, you, were you patronizing him with the honey? Yeah. <laughs> because he was very confident about this. You know, people sort of overthink things and they overtalk it. Like they've come up with this fantastic idea about the wetness. And actually he said it was... James Wan's idea with the to make her look wet all the time, you know, because she's a uh, what do you call her? A water spirit, which of course no one even addresses ever. But the guy doing the makeup yeah. says that, and he puts this thick, gloppy, shiny stuff all over her face, which does absolutely nothing in the movie itself. But he's over, over giving it more weight than it should have because it's irrelevant. You could have done without it completely. The director here is Michael Chavez. And he's actually a new director. He's done some um, short films. And if you think like James Wan is only slightly involved in this, it didn't look like it looked like James Wan was pretty hands on. He was on the (laughs) set and he was, I said to you, it looks like James Wan's probably in charge here, like at the end of the day, because he's really right there. He's on the camera. He's, you know, in the, he's right in everybody's face. So sadly, I did not like the vibe of that director. I don't think it was directed particularly well. Well, unfortunately for you, then this director just got a new job, and his job (laughs) is the Conjuring Three. The actual. Well, I'm not as in love with the Conjuring as you are. But he's making the mainline movie now, so it's not James Wan; it's him. So we'll see. James Wan must trust him, right? I mean, to give him the mainline movie, like so. We'll see, because the Warrens are back in that movie, and. uh, We'll see what they do this time. Unfortunately, uh, Lorraine Warren died, didn't she? She recently? did. I think they're both dead now. Yeah, they both are, yeah. 
but she died like last year. Um, and you know, <laughs> the real, it's funny actually, cause you see these movies and it's so fantastical. There's things flying through the air. There's creepy nuns running around. There's, you know, it's crazy. But then when you go and actually read their things, like, like a teapot moved like a tiny little bit. That, yeah. That's like the height of their thing. Like a teapot moved. I mean, they believed it all. Yeah, so. but what I'm saying is, don't don't take these movies yeah. as, as the Warren story because. But you know, I have people in my life who believe in all those things, and a wine glass has fallen off a shelf and landed on its bottom and sat on the wooden floor, and the people involved say, "There was a woman who lived here, and she died, and she just wants to join us for wine," you know, and then yeah. it turns into a whole thing, and you're like, ah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, but I was sat watching like, oh. TV uh, last night, and I heard a creak on the on the uh, stairs. Mm-hmm. And I think it's an old man who used to live here. Oh, every night he walks up the stairs. <laughs> I mean, it might be. <laughs> I don't know. The problem with your theory is the old man had to sell this house because it could no longer go up the stairs. Do you think yeah, he's just forever going to go up and down the stairs? Now he's spry. Now he's a spirit. No disrespect to him, but I don't think he's a ghost in our house. Anyway. Um, yeah, don't don't see these stories as the true story of the Warrens because it's very um, underwhelming their story compared to this. Yeah. Um, so, I the Blu-ray itself does have some extras. It has the making of behind the curse, the making of movie, the making of a movie monster, deleted scenes and storyboards. Um, no, no commentary though. Um, the making of the monster was cool. I like watching them put the makeup on. Like in the, um, I know you didn't love the makeup, but I like watching makeup go on. It's kind of mm-hmm. cool how they do it. And the other two were very, very short. They were just, they weren't really full making ofs. They were just like little tiny fluff pieces. Yeah. There's a lot of like, oh, James like, Wan's awesome. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. So if you're looking for like a documentary or anything, it's not that kind of thing. It does include, um, it actually has a big sticker on the front of the box. Um, You can watch the movie with Spanish audio. So, because it is a Mexican folklore tale, and a lot of Spanish-speaking people would understand the folklore, they, instead of just subtitles, they've actually made a proper Spanish track, which actually doesn't happen, surprisingly, a lot. You just usually get subtitles on American movies. So, there's that. That's a good extra. I might go back and watch it in Spanish with the subtitles. How Do about it. that? Do it. That will make it more creepy, maybe. Because it's all, like something's a bit odd and you don't understand it properly. So uh, what's your conclusion on this one? Hmm. I enjoyed it. I just didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, like, I don't even know how I would actually to apply. it. I would apply the exact same line that you just said to the original Annabelle movie. Mm. I enjoyed it, but it felt like unnecessary almost. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, okay, this is. I know this one isn't actually a spin-off. It's not like they, oh, let's make a character out of one of the others, um, uh, its own movie. And it, like I said earlier, the the connection to the Conjuring movies is so slight. It's almost like it was only done to make the movie more sellable. That's how it feels to me. Like it, Absolutely. It's like, oh, we've got this movie. If we did that and then we mentioned it, then more people would see it. That's how it feels. And it, I hate that, really. It just feels, this maybe should have been its own thing and just... Mm. But then, when you make it its own thing, people don't know, know what it is and don't see it as much, I guess. It's a racket. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we both enjoyed it, but didn't like it. That's our... <laughs> That's <weird>. awful. <laughs> but I wouldn't say don't watch it. It's weird to say, say like, you enjoyed it, but didn't really it like out, it. Check it out, because you never know if you're going to And like you never it. know. Like, you might be... You might find this horrifying, and I'm sure some people would, mm-hmm. and be scared of it. But it didn't work for me in that way. So, thanks to Warner for the Blu-ray. Next week, we are looking at the movie... The Hustle, starring Anne Hathaway. I think it's a heist movie. Have we uh, seen a heist movie with Anne Hathaway recently? Um, the one with her and the women. Yeah, Ocean's 8. Yeah. Well, she's in another movie. Um, and, th- and I think it's a heist, or a con artist kind of movie. Anyway, I, I quite like Anne Hathaway, so we'll watch that next week. You the do. Hustle. 
I know you do. So, um, yeah, I especially like her when she's being a bit silly. Like, yeah. Like in what was the one where she would play just this really odd character? It wasn't the Ocean's 8. It was before that. And she was like the head of a fashion thing. Do you remember? And no, she was really you mean the weird. one where she was, in, she was just the, um, the high heel one with what's her face? No, not that. Not the Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. There was something we watched, um, and it was she was like the head of a fashion thing, and she was weird. Like, she was on prescription drugs or something, and she's like, just kind of odd. Hmm. We watched it, like, know. last year, I think. Are you sure it wasn't Ocean's 8? Because this was, she was a famous woman, and she had, like, a jewelry line. No. Just look up on Anne Hathaway while yeah. I do these, um... Oh, I will. It was really funny. She was just playing this really odd character, and I like it when she does that. I can't remember what it was, though. All right, so um, we are going to do the IMDb reviews um, every week. No, we're not. You are. Yeah, every week we um, look at what the movie we're looking at today. We look at the movie, and we look at the IMDb one-star reviews for that movie. And it's not because we're trashing the movie and we just want to see what everybody else thinks. It's because the people who write one-star reviews on IMDb, there's something humorous about it. <laughs> they go on there, really. They're, they're mad. They're very watch intentional. The movie, yes. They hate it. And they're just mad. And then they say things like, <gasps> worst movie ever made. Or. Period. And that's it. That's all they say. a waste of 90 minutes of my life. Yeah. I can't ever get that. So, because we didn't love this movie, we're likely to agree with some of these things that they say, maybe? I don't know. We've made it very clear what things we don't di- we dislike about the movie. I doubt if these people will. This guy, uh, number one, who is Mrs. Mia, says, It's just a bunch of loud yelling <clears throat> and screaming. A plot that has been done to death, and just a mess of a movie, period. A plot that's been done to death? Do yeah. you mean because it's horror, or this La Llorena? Yeah, now I can't even say it, because that's not a plot we've seen before. That lady. No, never seen that. Hmm. We might have seen like a spooky apparition wandering around. Yeah. Maybe that's what they mean. Um, the film wasn't bad. It was worse than that. It followed every trope in the book, badly, and every character was insufferable and the script must have been threadbare. The casting was tragic, and every actor gave a garbage performance. Mm, Disagree with every actor gave a garbage performance. And here we go. This is a good one. From Hitman. This is the kind of one I like. Okay. This is the kind of movie that while you're watching it, you think, I can't believe... I'm wasting two hours of my life on this. <laughs> Actually, it was one hour and 33 minutes. Always. They always throw that so in So if you watched it for two hours, you must have rewound sections to watch it again. Maybe you wanted to watch the scene where he had the um, bandage on the outside of his shirt and wonder why that was <laughs> happening. Um, what else we got? This movie is terrible. It's uninteresting, boring, and the plot is thin. It's the most generic horror movie I've ever seen. It relies on a jump scare to scare you. And that doesn't even work. There's no tension. There's just loud noises. <laughs> mm. Yeah, wait, see, again, <laughs> it's hard to disagree fully, but... Uh-huh. Um, was the movie you're thinking of The Intern? Yes, it was. With Robert De Niro. Oh, because she wasn't that wacky. No, it wasn't The Intern. No, it was There's not. no others, though. It was not The Intern. I think that you're thinking of her in Ocean's 8 because she was like a wacky actress who... She was, like, famous, but she was kind of weird. What? No, she was, like, in the one I'm thinking of, she's a fashion gory or something, and she owns a fashion company. That's it, the intern. She owns that company. She's in charge no, of it. No, it's not that one, though. It's well, another one. Well, then Interstellar, which is not it. Don Peyote. Right. Rio 2. Song 1. Don Juan. Les Miserables. The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, no, it's much newer than any of yeah, these. Yeah, there's nothing else. I've read every single one. Oh. Serenity. Have you nope. seen that one? Nope. That's it. That's all of her movies. Oh, well, I must be thinking of something else then. I think you are. It was a comedy movie, for sure. Well, didn't you're wrong, because I think you're thinking of her as that character in... And Naomi Campbell was in it, too. She was sat opposite her in this boardroom, and she was doing a thing, and Naomi Campbell was in it. I think you're mixing her up with... Uh, she's so pretty. She's not in that one. 
Naomi Campbell was. Oh, I am mixing it up. You are. Was she in She's So Pretty? She was not. Who was the head of the Um, thing? The one that had a really weird voice? You mean she did talk like that kind of weird? Who is that? Is it called She's So Pretty? Yeah. uh, No, I Feel Pretty. I Feel Pretty. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. And if Anne Hathaway's not in that, then sorry. She's not. Sorry, Anne Hathaway. (laughs) The person who I'm thinking of is that character in that movie. Um, I mean, you've got Amy Schumer, who's not the one you're thinking of. No. You're thinking Amy of... Amy Schumer's boss. Right. Well, Lauren Hutton was the older lady, who's not the mm. one. Um, I don't know her name. The oh. one who had the really squeaky Damn. voice. Anyway, it's not Anne Hathaway, so let's move on. <laughs> Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams is yeah, who it is. Yeah, she had the voice like that. She and she was kind like of that. bananas in that. She was. It was like she was like... She was on some prescription drugs. And before that, we saw her in Manchester on the Sea, which was the opposite of that. Yes. All right. So um, finally, I have got uh, my final IMDb one-star review is 17th of August, 2019. This is part of the review, not just the date when this was written. I decided to watch this at night when it was raining outside. It seems like the perfect atmosphere for a horror movie. But I made one mistake of not checking the reviews. It's terrible. Not even a single unpredictable moment. One star is for all the effort that goes into shooting and post-production. Not the end result. What a wasted movie night. So, yeah. So this wasted. Guy, Rid Himaku, 17th of August, 2019, was the worst night of his life, I would say. All right, so... Sid Talk, did you, do you agree that was the worst night of his life? I don't know about that guy. It's not the worst day of my life. Nope. There are so many movies that were so much less good. <laughs> There's a sliding scale of the whole world. There is no worst movie because it's subjective, nor is there a best The assignment's movie. fairly bad. <laughs> but to someone... It's fantastic. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's legendary bad for me. <laughs> legendary. Not as bad as that other one. Cop chase or half cop or cop. Not cop. Um. Cop chase. Half cop. Cop out. <laughs> well, cop out wasn't great either. No. With the two women. Cop out was reasonably funny in parts. It, it was wasn't all right. terrible. It wasn't bad like this other one I'm talking about. The With the two women. The woman from... Um, this is great. This is great listening. <laughs> the woman from... Uh, you know, the one. It's really bad. She was in one of the movies with the pointy bra. She was in Madonna? There. No. She's also from one of the TV shows, Middle Family or Family in the Middle. Malcolm in the Middle? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking Modern about. Family. <laughs> I've never seen it. Modern Family. Never seen it. That woman. You know who I'm talking about. No. Yes, you do. Oh, yes. Now I know. Yes. The one with Reese Witherspoon. (laughs) Yeah. And the woman from Malcolm in the Middle. Not Malcolm in the Middle. (laughs) Modern Family. And she was in one of the... um, uh, Hot Pursuit. Hot Pursuit. And she was in... She might have been in Machete. She she was. She she did have a bra with machine guns that came out. That's her. She was actually good in Machete. I have to have it in her name. <laughs> She's pursuit. like something. Oh my god, it was so not my thing. Sophia Vergara. Ver- yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's good. That movie. I think the that. assignment is worse than Hot Pursuit. If you got them two movies out and said which one do you want to watch, I would watch Hot Pursuit. Under what circumstance would you ever offer for me to watch either of those ever again? Well, think about it. They're the, you're, you're on a desert a circum- island no, and no. those two movies are with Here's you. Here's a better one. You're sitting in the hospital visiting a friend and they want you to sit with them all night and then there are only two channels on the TV. Hot Pursuit. At least you could have... Or... A, there'll be a laugh. Yeah, or the, yeah. There'll be a laugh somewhere in Hot Pursuit, right? At least. I guess. <laughs> yes. All right. So, um... Yeah, Malcolm in the Middle, Mom. No. <laughs> Modern Family, Mom. <laughs> the Middle. Has nothing to do with this movie, by the way. All right, so uh, movie recommendations on this uh, movie. I am going with the best horror movie of all time, The Exorcist. Okay, also subjective. And my second uh, recommendation is, and I'm sure not a lot of people watch this, and I thought it was actually excellent, and it's The Exorcist television show. I bet you didn't even know there was one. Most people won't. 
It was all right. It ran for two seasons. It started off all right. It was on Fox. The first season has some revelations about the main part of The uh, Exorcist that some people didn't like, but I really loved. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. The first one I is, didn't love it. The first one literally follows on from the first movie. It's like it's it's a, it's a sequel to it in, in a sort. But the second season is not a sequel to it at all. It's a totally separate thing with John Cho from Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And it's about this foster home with these kids and... It is really great, that second season. It was really good. I mean, it was good, and it had hits and misses, but mostly it was really compelling. Yeah, and I think it was it was really ballsy, actually, the whole thing, for just a standard Fox show that was on at, like, you know, 7 p.m. at night. It yeah. Was just like a, but it really took some risks, and I felt it felt like The Exorcist. Like, I really liked it, um, and I guarantee you, you've not seen it. It must be on one of the streaming services now, right? Like, it got cancelled after the second season, unfortunately, but that's how it goes sometimes. So your recommendations are? My recommendations are... The Twilight Zone original TV series, number one. Which that is a specialist subject in Mastermind. It is, and that's what reminded me of it. And also because sometimes in the Twilight Zone original series, which a lot of the stories are not original. I also listen to Old Timey Radio, which came a whole generation or two before the Twilight Zone in the 50s and 60s. Um... But a lot of those stories are retold from then and back and back and back. However, sometimes you're watching the old Twilight Zones. If you haven't watched them many times like I have, the first time you see it and you're like, whoa. (laughs) Whoa. They're not on Earth. You know, at the end you're like, what? That's not Earth. Like they twist you around, tell you this really good story to where you're just like, you know, you're in. And then they throw the twist at you. Always Always good, even if you've seen them before. Really good time to watch old Twilight Zones. And I was trying to think of a thing that I've ever watched that truly, other than The Exorcist, because I knew you would recommend it, that would that really curled me up or made me go like, oh, God, for even a split second. And it is season three, episode three, called The Survivors of Star Trek Next Generation. And there's a moment when a guy who's an alien tells him what he's done to an entire other alien race in the whole of the universe. And I'm just like, oh, because he's so, he's very sad and upset. And I was like, oh, wow. And the scope of it just hit me. And I still think of it and like, oh, I want to watch it and see him say it, you know. And so that's it. Star Trek Next Generation, Season 3, Episode 3, The Survivors. Nice. Yeah. So um, Ace Gully stuff, I've been playing one game and it's called Wolfenstein Youngblood. So latest in the Wolfenstein um, games. And uh, your favorite hero in the Wolfenstein games, BJ Blasterwitz. Me? He's gone missing. My favorite hero? What are you talking about? In this game, you play as his... He's had two daughters along the way. They're now like young women. I I would say they're like 20 years old. Twins. And you play... It's a co-op game, so you, you can be one of the twins. And then your partner plays the other twin. And uh, they have to go and kick Nazi butt and find the dad, if he's indeed still alive. It's just the same uh, Wolfenstein gameplay. You shoot stuff, Nazis mainly, but robot Nazis, occultist Nazis, demons. You know, it's kind of like Doom, actually, the gameplay. Okay. um, But there's a big story to it. It's kind of funny. These two daughters are not actually... Like the dad, the dad's like a just a badass killing machine, and these two daughters are not really that. And they banter between each other. It's kind of you know silly a little bit, like the Wolfenstein games always are. Uh, if you've seen the movie Overlord, it's like that, but more silly. You've seen the movie Overlord. I have. Pretty good. I liked it. So yeah, I've been playing that Wolfenstein Youngblood. Uh, what is for dinner? Tonight will be Taco Bell Revisited. Because what happened last time? Uh, we went to Taco Bell. We asked for a vegetarian bowl, which Not I just always once, eat. Three times. I made it very clear. I wanted vegetarian. They gave me... I came home and it was <laughs> had a lot of chicken. Chicken inside it. <laughs> now, we're not vegan. We're not animal rights activists. We've been vegetarian for 10 years. It's not an animal rights thing it's just that well we don't we've survived fine in fact i'm very well well endowed i'm very round for a vegetarian we're not starving and if you don't have to 
and neither of us miss it. In fact, you were disgusted. <laughs> In fact, the disgusting part of the chicken was it just didn't even look like meat. It looks like mm, styrofoam pellets, kind of, you know, packing pellets almost. Yeah. So um, I was pissed off because I made, you were in the car with me and I said to the guy, make sure it's vegetarian. That's vegetarian, right? And he's like, whoa. And I said, vegetarian power bowl. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. So tonight I'm taking the receipt and I'm getting the full fucking order. Not just the chicken thing. I'm getting it all repeated at their expense. And yes, if you don't know me, which you don't probably, no one except for you over there probably knows me well listening to this. I am not pleasant when I am... You're not pleasant in general? In general, that is true. And also then add a layer of unpleasantness when I am feeling very (laughs) self-righteous. I'm also very (laughs) (laughs) self-aware. I know myself very well. And if I am being a little high horse and a little snotty and feeling like, you know what? Fuck this big corporation and your shitty little people who laugh when you order vegetarian stuff. Fuck them. It's on your menu. This is what I ordered. This is what I paid for. This is what you're going to give me now. Period. There isn't a compromise. Like, in my mind, it's not a difficult task to hear what I said and give me what I paid for. I realize it's a shitty job. I've worked in food service. I've been a bartender. It's not fun. I know it. It sucks. Big ass. (laughs) However... If there's any pushback on this or any like humming and hawing and well, I don't know. And we'll just replace the one bowl. I will make a big deal about it, even though it's just a little bit of food from a stupid little shop. Yeah, you even sent an email to the corporate thing where you can make complaints with no. Yeah. And I'm like I said, they probably get millions of complaints a day. (laughs) To be honest, there are lots of Taco Bell. But what kind of customer service doesn't even auto reply or anything? Yeah, there was nothing. Nothing. However, the manager of the store did say, bring your receipt in and I will take care of you. She was, there was lots of noise in the background and she was sort of. The taking care of you will be, you'll get another Powerball. Yeah. But that doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem like enough for all the like messing about. (laughs) And then again, people might listen to this and go, why are you being so whiny? Just don't go to Taco Bell if you're vegetarian. That's all well and good. But, and we hadn't for 10 years. And they have a vegetarian option on the menu. Right. So once you start introducing that, and then if you're, I mean, I've had people at Taco Bell handing me my order. One person said, not people, person, you want some, don't you want some real food? (laughs) Like a dopey idiot. People don't like it when you're vegetarian or you don't eat meat or de- don't eat dead animals. It's very weird. Like, why do you give a fuck what I do not. Yeah, eats? I don't comprehend it. It's not, I don't give a shit if you sit right in front of me and eat a whole cow. Don't be cruel to it. Just do it the normal thing and eat it. I'm not that person. So why does it make it okay for you to hum and haw and laugh and giggle and wink and go like, oh, my feet eat your food for breakfast. That's great. So shit like that just irritates me. So, All right, so tell us your, um, you know. Oh, my advice, advice was one thing, but I've changed it because I'm just reading a good friend of mine, friend of mine from high school. She has taken a trip. Uh, she takes trips now every year. She travels a lot. She didn't used to, and she never thought she would. She was a bit more afraid of the world. And in the last few years, she's traveled a lot. And she's gone to New York City with some of her close friends, and she posts, Here is to bucket list number 129, but who's counting? Seriously, life is about doing what you love, whether it is your first bucket list item or your last. Whether it's staying local or traveling abroad, whether it's being with your family and friends, or both, whatever it is, even reading a book or not, I don't care. Enjoy your life. Find a way to do it. So that is not my advice. That is from Shauna. And I agree with her. I mean, you could probably be in a circumstance where you can't just do whatever you want, but I mean, keep hope alive. But if you you like watching shitty horror movies, watch (laughs) as many shitty horror movies as you can. And guess what? I do like some shitty horror movies, so that's fine with me, too. I enjoy the process. I enjoy talking about it. You know, we do have kind of a good... I've worked through my life to get to a point where my life is the way I would like to to have been when I was, you know, think... When I was younger, looking forward... I am who I wanted to be, which I think a lot of people would be like shocked and amazed at that that would never happen or whatever. But I remember watching, this sounds really funny, Brady Bunch, right? When I was a kid in the 70s watching reruns after school. Right. And one time, Alice, everyone knows who Alice was. She was their maid, I guess. Maid and 
whatever, household philosopher, um, her cousin or sister, I don't remember, came to visit. Now, it's the same actress. So it's basically, you know, this actress was like, I'm tired of being Alice. Can't I be someone else? So this cousin slash sister, I don't remember, came to visit. She has no children. She travels the world. She's sort of like rambunctious and like kind of wild and tells the kids all these crazy stories and brings them like really weird presents from different places in the world. And, you know, I always just thought, wow, that's who I want to be. Not necessarily the traveling around the world part, but just, I don't know, she buzzes in. Everyone's like, wow. And then she leaves. I like that. I like that vibe. So that's on my, I don't have a bucket list, but a goal in my life was to be who I am. I was I just about to say, amazing. what's a bucket list? But then it's it's some things you need to do before you kick the bucket. Yeah. But I've it, never ad- adopted the bucket list thing. But Wasn't a there a movie? Did. Yeah. Who was in it? Uh, Jack Nicholson, I think. I never saw it. <clears throat> it's well, on my bucket list before I die to see the movie <laughs> The Bucket List with Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman. Is it on your bucket list? It is not. Not neither on mine. <laughs> anyway. Um, you can catch us on Twitter and Facebook. You can also catch this podcast everywhere podcasts are sold. Where is where a podcast sold, Sid Talk? Where a podcast sold? They're free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you can catch it everywhere podcasts are free. You can also, you'll find out. Listen to the beginning of this show. I'll tell you everywhere you can get this. You can also go to Instagram. We both have accounts there. You can email feedback to me at aschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschoolyacheschool